Hi, Taiwan. Man, I'm so happy to be here. Um, I think the first time I was here was 2011. So that was four years ago. Very long time ago. Uh, so many things have changed. Uh, but man, Itaewon, I love being at Itaewon. Uh, so it's such a privilege, it's such an honor being here. Um, I hope you guys are happy to have me. <laughs> so when I think about Itaewon, you know, I think about a campus that's fun, campus that's creative, campus uh, pastor that has a beautiful forehead. You know, I, I just think about uh, just this very lively, full of life type of campus. And I just think that this right here is a great campus. You guys are a great people. You know, you know, when I say that you are a great people, I felt some people like, yeah, that's right, I am. And then I felt some other people be like, oh, what are you saying? Like, I don't, I don't know what you're trying to say, you know, and kind of guard, your, guard, guard yourself and cover yourself when I called you great. Um, and there's a story in the Bible of a man that once was called great. God called him great, but he was not able to receive it. And when God calls you something, when people speak into your identity, I just want to affirm that it is very important for you to receive that. There is dire consequences if you are not able to receive who you are in God. Today, I want to talk to you the power of being great. The power of being great. Um, so let's turn to Judges 6. Judges 6. And this is a story about a man named Gideon. Gideon is a man that belongs to uh, one of the clans in Israel. And God sends an angel to talk to him. All right. So let's start from Judges 6, verse 11. I'm going to read verse 11 to 16. Okay. Are you guys there? All right. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, Please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not I send you? And he said to him, Please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, But I will be with you, and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. I'm going to read verse, uh, verse 12 one more time. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Today I want to talk to you about how God calls you a mighty man of valor. As a powerful man and woman of God. He calls you great.
but I want to talk about how he calls you great. So, you know, like, I've been heard that before. I'm great. You're powerful. You're a woman of God. But how do I take that and how do I live my life exemplifying that? So I want to talk to you about how to live a life of greatness and how to live a life carrying out the fullness of God. Okay? Let's pray. God, I just lift you up, and I thank you for this powerful campus. I thank you that you call Itaewon a great campus. And with that, you want Itaewon to live out its calling to the fullness. So, Lord, I just speak empowerment here. I, I speak, Father, your power here. And I thank you, Lord, that with your power comes imp- incredible things that you have in store. So, Lord, I ask for your presence here today. And I just declare, Father, that you are doing such a good thing here at this campus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So, verse 12, it says, The angel of the Lord appeared to him. And in the NLT, it says, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. In the NIV, it says, The Lord is with you. Mighty warrior. Everyone say mighty warrior. warrior. Everyone say mighty hero. hero. And the ESV, it says, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Everyone say valor. Valor Valor means courage. It means bravery. So when he's saying you mighty man of valor, okay, woman, I want you to include yourselves as well. You mighty man of valor, you are a man of courage, you're a man of bravery he is calling you this name and he is calling you great but the thing is you know um i feel like there's some questions like how how do i know i'm great and how do i walk out my greatness when the lord encountered gideon god came to him and said the lord is with you mighty warrior but the first thing that gideon said is what don't you know who i am I'm very weak. I'm not just weak, but the clan in Israel, we're the weakest. And out of all of that, I'm the weakest in my father's house. And the Lord responded to him by not saying, no, that's not who you are. He actually completely ignored him and said, no, I am with you. Don't you know that I send you? So when you want to hear, hey, who am I? What do you call me? It's actually God that calls out who you are, right? So God is calling you all of these great things, but there's different questions that come, like a tension that comes when you hear these words of truth. You are great. You are mighty. What? Don't you know who I am? I'm just a reserve leader. Don't you know who I am? I'm just a newcomer. You don't know who I am. You don't know what I did last week. Yeah, Pastor Marcus might be great, but he's campus pastor. Yeah, Eunice Cole might be great, but she's involved in the church. (laughs) You don't know who I am. And there's this tension that starts coming when words of truth are spoken over you. But I want to start kind of unraveling that your identity, who you are, all comes from God. It's all spoken by what God tells you, okay? So your your identity, it is a reflection of who he is. It's a reflection of his glory, of his image, 
Okay, so uh, what I really want to talk about today is how do I walk out my greatness? Okay, God calls me great. Okay, God calls me powerful. But how do I live that out? How do I demonstrate my life so that it, it's, it looks great, it seems great, it is great? How do I live a life of greatness? And I want to concentrate on three ways that you can specifically walk out your greatness. Okay? So the first way that I believe that you can walk out your greatness is confidence. Everyone say confidence with me. Confidence comes from the knowledge and understanding of who you are. So it comes from knowing who you are and understanding who you are, right? But how do we know that? There's two ways. The only way that you will have true confidence, okay? This is the only way. Everyone say only way. The only way you will have true confidence, a confidence that's not shaky, a confidence that will not waver, a confidence that will stand firm no matter what, is through the spoken word of God. In prayer, when he speaks to you, as you are listening, as God speaks to you, as he talks to you, that is the only way you will find confidence in God. It is also through the word of God. By scripture, by what is written, you will understand who you are because it reveals who God is. We, uh, we first read a story of Gideon, and he was a man that really did not, could not receive the fact that God called him a mighty warrior, right? Uh, I want to take you into a story of a man that was able to receive the fact that God called him great. And the story is of a very young shepherd boy named David. Now, David, when we think about David, right, we see uh, man that a man after God's own heart, a great king of Israel, a mighty person that was able to influence nations. That's what we think of David, right? But I believe that he was not able to have that kind of life if he did not first have that time when he was hidden. That time where he was covered only by the presence of God. Before he became king and before he was drawn out into the light, he first had that long, long year with God. And in this time, he was a shepherd looking over sheep. That was his only job. He was in the pastures looking at the sheep day after day after day. Those were his only friends. Okay, so imagine, you're going to get very bored, right? Man, I was hot one teacher for like, I think four years. I was very bored after a while. Like, I, this cannot be the only thing I'm seeing, student after student after student. But that's the thing that David kept seeing, sheep after sheep after sheep. <laughs> very mundane, right? But in this time, David learned how to cultivate a presence with the Lord. He learned how to hear the, the voice of God. He learned how to praise him. He learned how to worship him. He learned how to be in oneness with God. So that when he was drawn out of that secret place, 
he was ready to go in confidence. I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel 17. First Samuel 17, verse 45, and we're going to go all the way to 46. Why don't we read that together, okay? So First Samuel 17, verses 45 to 47. Ready? One, two, three. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the host of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear. For the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. David was a man that knew who he was in God. He had a very strong sense of identity. And I believe that even though some of you guys might know, hey, I know who I am, Pastor Anna. Like, leaders have spoken truth over me before. But there is a deepening, a rooting that God wants to do for what's to come. If you do not know who you are, if your roots are not down deep, there's only so much far you can go. So in the fullness, in the depth of your identity, God calls you out. And David knew who he was in God. As he was worshiping the Lord, as he was praising God, in that hidden time, in that quiet place, when he found out that the Philistines were not only like beating up his people, He found out that they were actually mocking the name of God. Do you know what happened? This holy anger rose up in him. David, imagine this, is a very small boy. He's not even like a man, you know, like a boy. He's a boy. And he hears that they're mocking his God. And in front of him is this like huge, beastly man. And when he goes out, it's very easy to see, hey, who's going to win? Obviously, the larger beastly man, right? But David said before he went out to, you know, right? Like before he went out to do that, he, he said to the Philistine, you mocked my God. If you mocked me, maybe I could stand for that. But you mocked my God. You defied my God. And I know that my God cannot stand for that my god is one that takes vengeance for his name his name is holy his name is to be revered so he went out in full faith and in confidence that as he steps out in his confidence and his identity that god will back him up he was very certain he was very sure that as he took that step of faith that god will back him up that's how confident david was You know, God calls you great, and he wants you to live out your greatness. But the thing is, you're not able to do that on your own. You need to hear it from God. And the only way you will have true confidence is through prayer, through reading the word, through hearing the voice of God. 
God is a good father. And when you look at like a father and a mother with a child, right? They, the child doesn't know who he or she is. It's just a little child. But growing up daily, daily, right? The, the mother, the father comes and says, you're beautiful. I treasure you. You're talented. You're smart. It is the parents, it's the father and mother that gives the identity to the child. And in the same way, this step needs to be first. It is the father that gives the identity to us. So the first step that we need to have in order to walk out our greatness is confidence. The second step is humility. So now that I talked about confidence, I feel like I can talk about humility, right? Confidence without arrogance, that's true confidence. Humility comes from the security of your identity. I'm going to say that one more time. Humility comes from the security of your identity. Humility means knowing who you are without having people tell you all the time, right? So when you're confident, you love hearing that, like, oh, I'm great. Yeah, tell it to me one more time, sister. You know, like, <laughs> I'm great. But you don't need that if you're humble. If you truly know who you are, you don't need people to tell you all the time that you're great. But the thing is, if you do hear that, you're able to receive it as well. Man, I hate sometimes affirming people and saying, you did such a great job leading worship. And I said, that, I said that to this one brother. Not anyone at New Philly. No, really, not anyone at New Philly. But, uh, and I was like, you did such a great job leading worship. And he looks at me like, oh, glory to the Lord, sister. And I was like, ew, that's so nuke. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, I just receive it. You did great. Like, yes, it was God, but, you know, God is using you. So humility comes from being able to receive truth and love as well. Um, when I was in high school, I think, like, yeah, sometime around high school, and high school is a very insecure time, right? Like, high school is when you want to be cool, you, you want to look a certain way, you want to be perceived a certain way. Um, and I remember I got a job at a place where, like, it, I felt like it kind of defined me. <laughs> I was very insecure, all right? So um, when I got this job, like, I was very like, oh, snap, this is, this is who I am, you know? Um, if you tell me to do anything else, like, I don't know if I want to do that because I work here. Uh, and <laughs> this place <laughs> where I worked, <sighs> don't judge me, okay? Anyways, I worked at Abercrombie & Fitch. And at that time in high school, all right, think about it. Like in high school, everyone was like, oh, you work at Abercrombie and Fitch? Oh, my gosh. You know, like there, there was just this like cool aura that you had when you worked there. And I remember this one girl, she came up to me and she was like, oh, you work at Abercrombie and Fitch? I work at Hollister. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, ew, you work at Hollister? I know I was very mean back then. But, like, I, I just let that define me because I was very insecure. Like, I let the fact that, oh, if you work at Abercrombie & Fitch, you're cool. 
you're good looking. I let that define me, right? But because my foundation was so shaky, whenever people at Abercrombie, like my boss, told me to do uh, different things other than like fold the clothes, go around, spray the cologne, you know, like other than that, when they asked me to like mop the floor or something, I was like, no, like I don't want to do that. Those are like kind of loser jobs, right? And I, I just didn't have that confidence, neither that humility. Because I didn't have that confidence, I didn't have that humility. And I could not serve. I could not love. I could not get beyond myself. And I feel like some of us on here are spiritually high schoolers. Cannot get beyond ourselves. God calls you great. But can you look beyond yourself? Can you see why God is calling you great? Can you see that God is blessing you because he wants you to bless others? Can you see how God is loving you and bringing your freedom and your breakthrough? But it's not meant to stop there. Confidence with humility. When you have humility, you are able to serve. When you have humility, you don't let what you do define you because you know who you are. When you have humility, you can love without limits. God wants you to walk out your greatness, not only in confidence, but with humility. And God's humility is not meant to break you down, but it is meant to build you up. I'm going to read a couple verses for you. And it's talking about the humility that Paul had, Apostle Paul. And throughout reading his letters in the New Testament, uh, you can just see that there is an increasing measure of Paul's humility. In 1 Corinthians 15, 9, it says, I am the least of the apostles. Ephesians 3, 8 says, I am the very least of all the saints. 1 Timothy 1, 15 says, I am the foremost of sinners. There is a progression of humility that Paul possessed. As he went deeper into his identity, he also went into a depth of Christ's humility. You know, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, it was written in 59 AD. Ephesians was written in 63 AD. 1 Timothy was written in 64 AD. There is a progression. So as your identity grows, the more you get deeper in God's presence, there also should be a progression of your humility. But if you look at the life of Apostle Paul, because he possessed humility, he wasn't broken down. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you look at his life, he only got stronger and stronger and stronger. Christ's humility is meant to build you up, not to break you down. It's supposed to make you stronger. And in the greatness that God calls you, it's supposed to expand your influence. So God wants us to live a life of greatness. He wants you to be confident. He wants you to be humble. And the third way, I, I really believe this is very key for Itaewon specifically. Be bold. Be bold. To be bold is to be brave. 
daring, courageous, and valiant. Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, he says it like this. <laughs> Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Start it. Don't fit. He does not say complete it. Just begin it. Take that one step. Begin it. Start it. That's it. Because once you are bold with your beginning, there is power behind it. Kevin Dom on a website about leadership says, bold people stand out from the group. They are confident, courageous, and directed. People who choose to be bold are inspiring, not just because they get big things accomplished, but because they also instigate growth, progress, and movement for themselves and for others around them. Begin it. Whatever you're dreaming, whatever you're desiring, begin it. The opposite of boldness is timidity. And in the ESV, it says uh, in 2 Timothy 1.7, For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-discipline. In the NASB, it says, For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power. Everyone say power. power. Love. love. Discipline. Discipline. You cannot be both timid and bold. God wants you to live a life full of boldness. Um, in <clears throat> this website about, <laughs> the website name is askmen.com. <laughs> so it's teaching like men how to be men, I guess. <laughs> but women, I want you to take it for yourself too because I believe women need this as well, all right? Uh, so it says, you don't have to be a big shot to be bold. Often the most normal people suddenly achieve great heights because they learn the power that lies in acting boldly. When David faced Goliath, he was more than just the underdog. He was dead meat. But you all know how that turned out. David acted boldly. Even if everyone thought he was nuts, he killed the mighty Goliath. The story is now a legend. An example to the world that shows that it's the bold man that makes history. The timid man, well, he can read about it in the papers. Bold ones are the ones that make history. Bold ones are the ones that changes history. Bold, bold ones are the ones that take something that is flowing in one direction and move it into another. When the culture and when the society and when government is going one direction, Bold ones are the ones that rise up and turns around for the kingdom of God. Itaewon, are you bold? Yes. Itaewon, are you bold? Yes. To be bold, you know, like, it's, it's very uncomfortable. It's very awkward. You have no idea what's going to happen. That, that future, there is an uncertainty about it. But boldness coupled with confidence, 
and humility, there's only one outcome. When you are with the Lord, you cannot fail, but you will succeed. To be bold with the Lord, there's only one outcome. When God came to Gideon and said, hey, I call you a mighty warrior, he didn't just say, you're a mighty warrior. He said, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God is with you, Itaewon. Be bold. Be brave. Kim Ha-jung, the author of Ambassador of God, said, I was bold because God led me. And all I had to do was follow him. A person who knows where to go because he understands God's will can always be courageous. David was only bold because God led him. Joseph, a man that was in prison, a man that was beaten, he was only bold because God led him. Abraham was only bold and could go into an unknown land because God led him. The Itaewon church plant team could come here with nothing planted, nothing established, and plant this church because God led them. Be bold. The only thing you have to do is follow God. And when you understand his will, when you understand who he is, when you understand his promises, you will be courageous. I want to read a prophecy that um, Pastor Robert Daniel spoke over Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron at the retreat. Um, and he spoke, them, uh, spoke to them over this, like he gave them this word during their ordination at the retreat. Okay, So this prophetic word is for Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron but they are our spiritual father and mother, right? So in that way, we share that same inheritance. So as I'm speaking out this word to you, I want you to grab it for yourself. And don't say, oh, it's just for them. It's for you. It's for you. It's for this house. Okay? So just listen. This is Pastor Robert Daniels. You know, as you come into this new season, I want to give you a new authority to be as big, as large, as God has made you. Speaking out of scripture this day, I begin to magnify you in the eyes of the people. I make you great. I make you large because you are leading a great people, the two of you. This is a great people. And they need you to be as big, as powerful as God has made you without apology. There's, there's no nothing. There's nothing in you that would hurt the people. There's not a hurtful thing in your bone. All you want is the best. But God needs you to be big now. He needs, you, he needs to magnify you because you are entering into a whole new season. You're dealing with different principalities and powers. You're dealing with different systems of this world. And God has anointed you today to have authority, to have the right to move in any place in the earth and in the heavens, to make sure that this church and this people go forward. So this day, he is magnifying you. This day, he is lifting you up. This day, he is giving you the right to be powerful beyond anything we've ever seen. God calls you a great people. 
But with your greatness, there is a certain way that he wants you to live your life. Your greatness is not just meant for you, but for the people around you. And it's not just meant for here, for now, but it's meant for generations to come after you. You know, God is a generational God. God is a God of family. He longs to give promises not just meant for you, but for your children, for your children's children, for their children. His promise that he gives you sometimes seems so big and so impossible because it's meant for you and your family. He calls you great. And it is meant for you, but so much bigger than you. When God came to Gideon and said, you are a mighty warrior, he didn't just say that just so Gideon can feel good. He actually said that because he said, through you, you're going to defeat the Midianites. And with the army that Gideon had, with the 300 men that Gideon had, he was able to go out in the power and anointing of the Lord and crush the Midianites. When David knew who he was in the Lord, it wasn't just so David can feel mad confident about himself. It was because through David's full, like, he knew who he was. Through that, he was able to go out, defeat Goliath. The Israelites got encouraged, and that day they went and defeated the Philistines. Do you see where this is going? He is calling you great, but for a purpose. Do you think Itaewon is just planted here in this part of the city for a reason? For coincidence? He is calling this a great and mighty campus because you're meant to change here in this city, this nation. It starts with here, but you need to know who you are. There is no harm in you. There is no fault in you. There is no hurtful thing about you. Without apology, rise up. In confidence, in humility, in boldness, rise up. This day, God is calling you great. Not later, not a month from now, not a couple years down the road, but this day, he is magnifying you for a purpose, Itaewon. There's so many good plans that God has for not only this campus, but for each individual person. And as you know that, as you walk in confidence of knowing who you are in God, he's going to begin moving you forward. Without apology, move forward. Begin it. Whatever you want to start, whatever you dream or desire. Man, when I look at Itaewon, I see so many people that are so talented. Do you deny that? Like, out of all the four campuses, we all know. We all know who the talented and creative child is, all right? It's Itaewon. At Hillside, we had to pull teeth, and we only have five performances at Leadership Banquet. I heard you guys have 12, right? At Seaside, we have a Thanksgiving banquet, and usually Thanksgiving banquet is supposed to be like a performance-based kind of 
we had zero signups. So do you know what we did to Thanksgiving banquet? We turned it into game night. Look at that so fun. There is something so special about Itaewon. And when I look at the people of Itaewon, I look at dreamers. I look at people that have vision. I look at people that want to start their own businesses, that want to write, that want to sing, that are called not just to the church to be full-time ministers, which is great. You know, that's what I'm doing. But also to go out into the arts, into entertainment, into education. What do you want to do? You already know it, but begin it. Start it. And with your boldness, there's power to it. Let's pray.